How you going, Jordan? Pretty good. Yeah, me too. That's you me know too. what I, I'm seeing it as well. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm not going to give away the magic of behind the scenes, but yes, I'm. I, I can confirm Neil is good. There's no magic. We ran out of batteries, and I <laughs> went to the servo and bought some more. Okay. Well. That is way Getting less things power. done. <laughs> you did, actually. Good for you. You took action. <laughs> you saw a problem and you solved it. Direct action. Can do. Yeah, that was you, man. Mm-hmm. Living the Tony Abbott dream. Yeah. Um, we were talk- What we were uh, just talking about before, which I think will be a good introduction, is uh, what reality show, if you, were, if you were allowed to be on any reality show, what would be your preferences? Well, we've always said this is... We're just going to take this off just like when Australian Idol became World Idol and then every country voted for their own one. So they just instantly gave them 12 points. I think that we're just going to have to get rid of Survivor because everybody wants to go on there to see how they would last. Everyone wants to see, are you really that hungry? Yeah. And they're, well, they're there for 30 days because when you, when you watch it, you watch it once a week for a couple of months. So you think they're there a lot longer. They're there for 30 days. And it's real. It's a really interesting psychological case study. And I know the producers manipulate it to make people seem different to what they actually are. But it's so interesting. And the ones that are the most Machiavellian are definitely the most entertaining. And I'd probably be like that if I was on Survivor. I'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck <laughs> the rest of you." Well, no. If I needed to be nice to them, but for my own gain, I would do it. Which it would make sense because then the jury votes for who they think should win the million dollars. So you have to be nice to them to their face. <laughs> Did <laughs> this guy Russell, who was uh, a bit infamous on one of the seasons of American Survivor, what he would do is uh, he would just first of all he went looking for him, hidden immunity idols. Usually, you get a clue as to where the hidden immunity idol is a couple of days in. He just went looking for them, found three, and what he did is he made he fashioned his own fake immunity idol out of some wood and put some stick. I don't know what he, how he did. Put some rocks on it, made a necklace put them in the places that they were. So when the clues eventually did come out, people found those immunity idols and they're like, wow, I've got the hidden immunity idol. Basically, if you don't watch Survivor, hidden immunity idol means that you can't get voted off that yeah. week. But you can also, it, it, there's strategies involved. You can give it to a friend, someone who's in your alliance. <laughs> All these people had hidden immunity idols that weren't hidden immunity <laughs> idols. And so then really confidently at the end, they'd be like, I'm going to play the hidden immunity idol, Jeff. And Jeff would just be like, this is not a human <laughs> immunity idol. <laughs> and the things Russell would do, he'd burn people's socks when they weren't looking uh, because it would just create chaos within the tribe. And it would Why make, would that help? Because then, no, because then, I don't know how, but he would masterfully like detach from the situation so that other people would start arguing with each other and then there'd be a massive conflict uh, with other people in the tribe and as a result, he'd be safe. What a genius. I, you know, it, it was amazing watching that one season. I don't know if he won in the what end. What was his job? He worked on it. Some... Some blue collar job. He was just a very like uh, he, he was just I don't know if it was an oil worker or something like probably a plumber. Yeah, uh, he was really he was sort of short, stout, but really stocky, and it just brilliant like brilliant. They tried to bring him back and 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 have like a, Russell would uh, be the leader of a particular tribe, and this other guy Boston Rob who won the first season. Um, they did like a Russell versus Boston, but, but because everyone had seen that season and knew what Russell was like, no one trusted him, so it didn't work. No, they even brought him to the Australian one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but like because people he made just, a career out of I it. I think people just know what what the sort of risks he Games posed, exposed. and would just like just vote him out. Right. Yeah. But um, I would definitely go on Survivor. I would, 
I was thinking about it. You know what? I would go on Love Island. Easy. I would just do it. Right. I'd, I'd, it's funny. A few, like three months before, I'd get a personal trainer, get as jacked as those other guys, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just try to root as many of those chicks as possible. Like, why not? <laughs> 25 is the age to do it. It is. <laughs> I, I, look, it, it, is a real, it is a real problem, that, that show, because, yes, they're so hot in the first episode, and by episode three... Oh, they're singed. They are They're singed, but that's where I'd be in an advantage, wouldn't I? Because uh, I wouldn't get sunburned. What does that mean? I don't get the analogy those, anymore. Because no. <laughs> all those alpha dudes that are like all those white alpha dudes that are like really hot in the first episode by episode three, they're all sunburned. Oh, you're legitimately Whereas talking like, about something. I was no, not talking about that, but okay. Oh, yeah. What were you talking about? Do you have an advantage of that? I got. I will pay that. <laughs> what were you talking about, dude? I was just saying that like their personalities are so awful oh, right. that like, dude, yes, they've got a mad ass, but how long does that last? And I honestly think the definitive answer to that is three hours. If you can't beat them in that time, mm. you, they start losing points. That's to true. me, anyway. No, I would be this. I'd lose so much interest. It was so obvious because mm. after like a couple of introductory points of them saying that, yeah, what about you, yeah, and then after that, all they talk about is themselves and how you're not good enough for them. But it's just like, what are you again, vet nurse? Yeah, you're killing it, doll. Like, what, where, what? how are you in this position, you know? Like, you, you don't... You, you are not this queen that Who magazine has built you up to be. You, you're just a little bit hotter than the other chicks at high school. But have any of the queens that Who magazine has built up over time ever been worthy of that title? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Do you think in the 80s the, the people Who magazine were building up were real? Maybe they had some semblance of acting ability... That's about it. I but mean, did they have the ass? No, so it evens out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because that's it. That's it's a qualification. Not, it's actually no. If those asses are real, that, that, I mean, that's you know, it's hard work. It's a skill. It's you got to you got to do a lot of deadlifts. I'm very uh, yeah. I'm very proud of them on that angle because I get like you know a semi hard on. I can't believe how many. It is pathetic how many how much props and cred and and shit guys will put up with. If like if you if get like a, a good bit eye. hard looking at them, <laughs> that's it. Just like yeah. a bit of a, just a bit of a change in muscle and like mm. yeah, all right. I guess I'm just gonna have to give this chick half of my positions. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the hot to crazy scale, you know, the hotter the hotter she is, the crazier she can be. Yeah, and it probably true. applies to men as no no <laughs> men. No, it's no. like the 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 um good looking to abusive scale. <laughs> Oh, that's dark, <laughs> but it's true. Dude, I don't even think it's good looking. I think it's confidence to abuse scale. Mm, well, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. It's just a guy that is more certain that he's mad than the other person for arbitrary oh, reasons. God, that's so sad that you can just oh, because it and it's you know the dumber you are, the more likely you are to be um, just confident in yourself, yeah. aren't you? Because yeah, yeah. because you don't have to. You don't necessarily think critically of yourself. Well, you saw that in high school, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Although I went to... S- there weren't dumb people at my high school. It was Yeah, selected. that's true. No, but it wasn't... It was... And the hierarchy so would have been much different. high school was... Um, it's like... The, so for anyone who's not from New South Wales, selective schools are public schools that you do a test in year six. Uh, and if you meet a certain... Uh, if you get a certain score, you, you get... You get to go into these schools. So they're, they're smart schools, but my school was like the dumbest of the smart schools. Was it? I was not aware of that. It was pretty low. <laughs> okay. 
because it had the most white kids. Dude, it's actually <laughs> every year one of the the papers and it's usually the Australian does this weird study of like uh, how many what is the percentage of Asians in the selective schools? And the ones that do the best have the high. There's a direct or, correlation they between... All fucking, uh, they worship Karen James had, Roos for some yeah, reason. Yeah, James Roos, it was something like 96.4%. And, Asia, and that includes Indians as well. Yeah. Does it? Represent my curries, man. Yeah, it okay, was. So that four percent is white, or is that everyone else? Uh, everyone else. So they could be well, white. Who else or is there? <laughs> Yeah. What other major ethnicities are there? You. Uh, race and IQ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Karingba had 30%. Uh, I think it was about one third white. Like there was an Asian group. Uh, so the Asians were the exception to the rule. And the, the Asians that go to Karingba are the ones that couldn't get into the other ones. And they were Asans, right? Most of them, yeah. They're, yeah. From, they're from Hersey. Yeah. <laughs> I that is a get, weird I did actually I was a I was a reserve for Sydney boys and then I did get in but then oh how sad is this Nah bro I want to go to a school with chicks Are you serious 100% 100 and I was a virgin all throughout high school That's fucking funny How pathetic <laughs> Oh my god dude That explains yeah. so much about your personality today uh- as well doesn't it <laughs> It's just, it's just amazing. Where, uh, will this get me more, will this get me more cheeks? <laughs> Houseplants. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I just love house. Yeah, I'm a 25 yeah. year old man. I just love houseplants. Yeah, man, I've got this cat that was adopted by the way. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> I just got an adopted cat, built her a, a cat house, and yeah. all the. I put those. Yeah, you know what? That's, I would go on the block. I've been getting into DIY lately. Oh, is that. Did you make that for that cat? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually, because it looks like an art installation maze. It's like that Escher painting of those stairs in different angles. Yeah, no, it was just just regular old me. Um, I I will commend you for that, Neil. I do like the fact that you have this handyman streak. It's I, gone. Or, well, I screwed up that. There's a shelf for those of you who can't see. I've got three shelves on my wall. One of them, if you look closely, that one is is quite badly done. But she doesn't jump on that one, so it's fine. <laughs> What, so she sensed the shoddy menship of it? Uh, she just never... It's a small one, so she just has never really jumped on that one mm-hmm. that much. It, she, when she jumps on it, it's fine. But if you look at it closely, it's, it's really shoddily done. Uh, and I also did a, a cat door, put that in, looked up the Bunnings uh, how, to, how to install a cat door video. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, bought, uh, I bought... Well, I already had a drill. bought a, um, a jigsaw um, and a few other tools needed. And uh, something really wholesome work. about um yeah doing hand being a handyman yeah you you particularly like that idea I like the fact that you romanticize that and well, I think well, you know what you is that? Well, it's just because I want to get chicks <laughs> no I I I don't know what that shit is but I every it's now and then guys it's self sufficiency but every guy that I know goes through just those little periods where they go yeah you know it'd be mad to buy a house and do it up just the way you like it but you seem to go into that fantasy more than most and i i don't Mm. actually know the answer to that but you definitely like the idea of building things with your own hands yeah it's weird you you act on it uh it's developed um yeah a lot of guys yeah a lot of people say that i just want to do this i want to do that i'm like all right fucking do it um I was terrible at woodwork in high school. I was um, I was useless. Mm. And my dad was not a... <laughs> in India, you don't have to be a handyman. 
No one. What is you he? can you can pay like a handyman like two rupees to yeah. do whatever yeah. you need yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, my dad could, oh, My dad wouldn't know how to use a drill or a hammer or anything like that. But the crazy thing is, my mum wanted to be a carpenter for a while. And if you go to my grandparents' house, there are like tables and things that she built when she was a teenager. Are they shit? No, they're really, no, they're really good. And he's like, well, this is sad, but um, I think they one when you were a woman in a woman in the seventies that you couldn't even do woodwork in high school, right? And also, I th- I don't think my grandparent my grandparents wanted her to go Approved. to uni. Yeah. You don't um, go to uni for that. You don't even go to TAFE, do you? Well, that's why they were like, yeah, don't be a... Don't be. <laughs> oh, but imagine right, yeah. being in... And, it, and it's sad to think this way, but... Um, oh, even... Look, man, this is... And I'll openly admit this is sexist, but I'll be like, if, I wanna, if I'm getting a tradie, <laughs> I probably want a man. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, there's nothing... Look, <laughs> people can why. say all they like about it, but it's the same thing as if you advertise that you want to be a babysitter as a guy... I don't yeah. think anybody's just saying yes that's to that. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's just, look, and I, I really don't think that that is something that really needs to change. You're saying, if like, there needs to be women in carpentry. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I can do a good it's job. The same with, like, like, there needs to be men in childcare. Does there? Does there actually need to be men in childcare? I don't know. Does it, does it actually <laughs> help not. the economy at all? No. And it just picks something slightly the, uh, different. <laughs> How about that? I think the argument is that uh, we've... Uh, we've have cultural norms that say men aren't good at these particular roles and women aren't good at these particular roles. So the only way to fix that is to have some level of affirmative action. But I just, look, I think a lot of it is just biological. I think a lot of it is intrinsic. Men, if you, if you look at boys, they just want to, like, they're just destructive. Mm. <laughs> and they're just mm. they're direct, aggressive. Or and there are exceptions really to the rule. constructive. Yes. Yeah, that is the bench up here. I think, like, well, boys will either... Um, Build or or they'll destroy. <laughs> True words are never spoken. I agree with that. In order to be able to build. Damn. Mm. Yeah, I'm on board, man. I'm getting one of those checkered shirts and buttoning it all the way to the top now. Mm. <laughs> Completely with Ben Shapiro. That is that is actually you and me. Let's go on a retreat and and build a, a table. <laughs> I don't know why. I said. We can build this. We can make it. You know. Yeah. In that one of those first podcasts, you were like, uh, "You don't know how a table works," and I was like, "Oh, I think I." I kind of know how a table works. Yeah, that we was... talk about like grand political ideas. Yeah, I don't know how the world works, but that was really underestimating your intelligence. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know the basic building blocks of a table. Yeah, I think like the legs hold it up. Yeah, yeah, there's four legs, and okay. you connect it to the to the sort of rectangular or square. Could be a circle. Yeah, is any shape that. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as I said last week, happy to be proven wrong. <laughs> Um, but okay, there's been a, a long uh, opening. We usually have a little ten minute opening, yeah. small uh, small talk, but no real segue. Well, there could have been a segue prior when we were talking about um, the differences between men and women, a topic I like to talk about a lot. You love uh, it. I, I'm obsessed. I don't know. I'm obsessed with it at the moment. Um, I think when I was young, I was really obsessed with race and culture, and it shows in my videos. All my videos, all the like Australian two minute type videos very um it was just a lot of stereotypes about racial identities and culture but right now i'm, I'm just, battle of the shakes yeah I'm a, and every male comedian goes through a phase where they talk about see the different yeah as it's but it's so it's the true. 90s phase it's so it's yeah 
just upset. I'm upset. Me too. Everyone, um, I think everyone just goes through that phase. Or maybe it's just men that go through it. I don't know if women are obsessed with it. Yeah, I don't think they're obsessed with it. They're probably... Well, they're just like, men are dumb. Yeah, they usually have that idea. Yeah. And it's stupid. Men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a punchline for a for women, isn't it? Yeah. A group of chicks. Like, roll Giddy. if you roll your eyes and go, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I don't want to date with a man. <laughs> um, and yeah, 5% has just decreased to 2 I don't think there is, man. I, I running really joke. Think, no, they are masochists. Actually, that... yeah, they probably they love it. Yeah, talk... <laughs> Come yeah. on, Neil. We know you have it in your head. <laughs> Talk shit about us. We love it. Abuse us, <laughs> and again, this is all topics that I will we will talk about. So, okay, the topic I want to talk about in this podcast, we've touched on uh, uh, in previous podcasts, incels. One, I want to discuss that in depth, uh, but not just incels. The the because incels are probably a symptom of what you could call the the deregulation of the sexual marketplace, <laughs> which is a a very uh, pseudo intellectual way of just saying. Uh, why do people choose who they choose to fuck? Um, so the reason I want to talk... <laughs> no, but the reason I want to talk about this is that the cultural norms associated with sex have changed drastically over the last uh, 100 years, particularly since the 60s. And there are a lot of trends that I find very interesting. Uh, yes, yeah, sexlessness in men. Uh, even in the last 10 years, I think the, the, the percentage of men who haven't had sex in the last year aged 18 to 30 has gone, has nearly doubled. Um, I think it was like less than 10% before. I, no, it was sort of in the teens and now it's near 30. So like nearly one third of men Dude, our age to Japan are levels. not, yeah, and not getting laid. And now if we talk about just in the last 10 years, very likely to be a result of um, porn. Hub. Porn, yes. Um, but yeah, incels. And the reason I want to talk about incels, I think we've both... You know, you've done a video on incels. I have too. Both of us have generally been quite critical of them and we adopt a view that, no, they're just being victims and essentially they need to take responsibility for their own lack of success with women and they just need to better themselves. And there's that old, there's that meme in the incel community even which I find very funny, which is like, just be more confident, bro. Have you seen that meme? Mm. It's like a mm. really unattractive guy <laughs> next to a really good-looking guy and the good-looking guy's like, just be more confident, bro. <laughs> And the more I've got to pay been, this. Incels are funny. No, yeah, look, they can be. And then the more I've been thinking about this, the, the more... This is, like... I think there is actually room to, to... Yeah, sure, we laugh at them and everything, but there is room to genuinely feel bad for some of these people because uh, I was talking about it with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago, and he made an interesting point. Um, he said, people adopt a very... Uh, generally society now when we talk about incels when we look at them it's it's a very it's it's just personal responsibility like you know it's your fault that you're not getting laid like pull yourself up from you from your bootstraps and, and work on yourself and be better and something you said to me in a couple of podcasts ago when i was saying i was adopting a similar sort of ethos towards or i was at least uh proposing a similar sort of ethos to people who might be on minimum wage or at the lower end of the economic scale and you said well, no matter what, in society, there's going to be people who are in minimum wage and are in really low jobs. So I thought about that a lot and I thought, 
if everyone adopts the utmost personal responsibility as they possibly can, if everyone is working at their optimal efficiency, we read all the self-help we can, we work as hard as we possibly can, even then there's going to be a huge disparity in outcome. There will still be people who are at the bottom of that scale, yeah. who are working the minimum wage yeah. jobs. In the same way, would you not agree that if you if every man does the best they possibly can, every man takes full responsibility for their success with with women, how they're perceived by women, dresses as much as they can control, is absolutely um, obsessed with bettering the things that they control in their sex and dating life, would there not still be a huge disparity there? Would there still not be the incels? Because yes. everyone would still be doing... If everyone is doing the best they can, there would still be that huge disparity. Uh-huh. And and then I really... I, I thought about that. I'm like, yeah. And, I, and then I started to feel quite sorry for a lot of... Now, a lot of them are just people who do need to take personal responsibility and could just work on themselves and need to stop deflecting their own uh, lack of personal responsibility by hating whatever it is, women, feminists, or society at large. But I actually do think there is potentially a real problem there. And I was reading, uh, there were two, there was a study done about this and then there was an article in um, Quillette about if um, the, um, the, the, if you know, if, male sex like the sex male received the 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 sex males get if we perceive that and and study that in the same way we perceive um economic disparity when it comes to women they would have a gini coefficient of 0.3 and when it comes to men it it was something like 0.54 so that what that translates to is basically an oligarchy where there's like a few billionaires yeah. And a lot of other men who are just Hell not yeah. getting anything. Six billionaire. Yeah. Well, so I, I just wanted to explore that. And one, is it a, could we, is it even a problem? And two, if it is a problem, how do we mitigate against it? What do we do about it? Um, because a lot of studies show that women are a very, a, a lot choosier than men. Well, I think, no, I don't think it's statistically proven, right? Women, eighty um, percent of heterosexual breakups are initiated by the woman. Uh, when a bunch of dating profiles of men were showed to women, they considered fifteen percent of them above average, which just isn't. You can't fifteen percent of be people above aren't above average. Fifty percent of people are above average, so their <laughs> average is very. What they perceive as average as average is actually the top fifteen percent. Yeah. Whereas when men were shown a bunch of uh, female dating profiles, they they generally considered 50% as like, okay, these are above average, these aren't above average. And um, yeah, the other side of that is um, when men do have a lot of, uh, if they're successful, if they're very good looking, if if they have some sort of thing that makes them stand out, they're almost always um, a philanderer, like they cheat and, and they have a lot of girls after them Mm. and whether or not is that a good thing for society if there's only a small percentage of men um getting a lot of this so you know even if if we normalize things like polyamory and whatnot would it not just be that there'd be a society where it it, it, i don't think there'd be the society where everyone has like an equal amount of sexual partners there would be a smaller percentage of men who would if we completely normalize polyamory so even women uh, don't have the 
the issue of like, oh, he's dating other guys or whatever. It's just completely normalized within society. There would be a very small percentage of men who are just like, who have a lot of girls. Mm. And there'd be a lot of men who just get, um, who just get nothing. And well, if you look at like Saudi Arabia, for example, men are allowed to have multiple wives. So it would be, it would be very interesting looking at, um, trends there like how do young men who are not getting those wives and not getting sex how do they act compared to men who are uh but yeah look i just wanted to explore this and i I, and 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 just say that i probably have changed my thinking on this a little bit yeah yeah and i think it's still obviously it's definitely funny to laugh at the incel don't get me wrong but i do also think this could potentially be a real and there's well there's already incel terrorism is happening Mm. So this could potentially be, if the trends continue, there'll just be, it'll be more, um, there'll just be a greater disparity mm. in, in the success with women that we're talking about. Damn. So it could potentially be a very, it could That's be such a, big a cool problem. Thought. A sex oligarchy. <laughs> Hold that thought for a sec. I'll, I'll explore this. <laughs> that is fucking mad, dude. <laughs> Um, my point so just and just really quickly I just get that article I read they, their argument was that this is a bad thing and that monogamy was a way to, as even Jordan Peterson did, culturally enforced monogamy um, that was a way to just um, not necessarily control society but just make things Organized? Sexually egalitarian. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Whereas now it's just this sex. It's it's. No, now I still think a lot of the um, cultural norms of monogamy still probably do exist. Most people still want to. Um, well, it's it's considered. It's still probably considered. If someone said, "No, I'm just I'm saving myself to the for, you know, to find the right one or whatever," that's still probably considered the most moral thing to do. Um. But yeah, uh, the whole concept, it just, it, it interests me and would like to get one, your thoughts on it and whether or not we should organize society with, uh, you know, whether we should have a more sexually egalitarian society. It is, it is a hilarious thought that, I don't know, it's just, yeah, if you look at sex in economic terms, we're just in a sexual neo, a neo- sexualism age i don't know how to say that neoliberal sexualism sexualization that's it it's just fuck that is that is that is as funny as it is profound (laughs) the thing is funny to begin with but then it is then don't you think you start thinking about it and and you're like wow yeah we don't perceive sex in the same way we do economic you know finances yeah and and per capita income (laughs) (laughs) but see this is the whole point yes there will always be, if in your hypothetical situation where you were saying that uh, if everybody was trying to their best potential to be players or whatever or just to be, uh, make their life better, mm-hmm. um, then still, even in that scenario, there would be people that would be, uh, you know, get slaying way more puss than those that don't. That is never going to be the case, though, because there aren't going to be people that are bettering themselves and those that aren't. 
there's just always going to be a certain section of society that will be focusing on that. And so they're just going to get better at that. Just like how there's some people that just focus on money and they get better at money. Now, there's that thing of the genetic lotto when it comes to if you were born into a billionaire family, you're just going to be a billionaire by the pure fact that you just fell out of the right vagina. That is the same thing that is going to happen to some guys that are chads. Mm. But I think that chads... Again, that that doesn't boil down to physical appearance as much as it boils down to just like a, a certain set of character traits that are attractive. Um, yes, those people are going to exist, but j- just by the pure fact that there is this vast wash of humanity, most people are not going to better themselves to their best potential. So they are not going to be attractive to the opposite sex. You can manipulate those circumstances to sure. benefit you. But don't you think it's somewhat tragic when... Um Young men have. This is the phrase, but this is what my friends say. You know, done everything right. You know, they've they've <laughs> they've, they've, they've they re- no, no, they really have. They've, they've, have they? Well, do you have any they've examples? They've done everything right that that you society don't have to name has told them to do. What's that? So they've they've done really well at school. They've gotten a great degree. They've tried to be as decently groomed as they possibly can, but they just have certain genetic characteristics that make them far less desirable. Can you give me an example, though? You don't have to say anyone's name. Just what, what are we talking about here? What, what are the character traits? Well, like I, like I just said, they've, 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 they've done what society has, uh, has what told do... them to do. They've yeah. worked really hard. They've yeah. studied hard. No, no, they've no, no, gone no. to university. They've done yeah. what they need to do. And historic, no, what I'm saying is historically, that, like, that would get you a, a partner, right? <laughs> no, it, and it, yeah, it, it, would. it would, right? It would. Yeah. And whereas now... It's not enough. It does, it's, it's almost like that almost would hinder you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would hinder. And it's that, isn't that a bad trend for society? Because if, if we're saying... No, actually, okay. I'm, I, look, let's not go that far. It wouldn't hinder you. It's just that that is... Okay, fair point. It would help, but these are superfluous. They're not superfluous. It's just like these, these, are, these are kind of just like bonus points. It's sure. not the main game. But, for us, but shouldn't we be encouraging those... The fact that they are superfluous, they should be essential, well, not just essential, but significant, shouldn't they? But that's what they're sold by in society. That's what your friend is saying, that they did everything right. They did everything right by society standards. Now, sure. why are those society standards? Because society wants them to be engineers and doctors and lawyers and, you know, I don't know, plumbers and these kind of things, right? Yeah. They want them to be these professions. So that they kind of link into people's minds just by like, oh, what's the sexiest occupation? Like plumber at number one, lawyer number two, these kind of things, right? They put that into people's minds so that they go and do this extra work because as... as uh, like men are motivated by sexuality. And I think that we were talking about this once years ago, that if you just walk through society and you just look at buildings and shit, just, it's just there because there was a bunch of dudes thinking, if I yeah. do this, maybe I'll have sex. And so if you take that motivation away for a lot of men, maybe not for all men, but for well, right now, it's what, like I said, 18, 30% of 18 to 30 year olds haven't had sex in the last year. So if you're taking that motivation away, if, if they've tried, maybe not as best as they could have, but they've tried to a certain degree and it's still not happening for them, what happens then? Don't they just become, then they're just not productive members of society. No, and that's, the, but that 30% of men, I think that there's two factors at play there. I think first one, as we said, is pornography. That has definitely wiped oh, yeah. away heaps of sexual motivation. I, I agree with you. But do you, you know what the other one is? Gaming. Gaming's fucking evil, man. 
Gaming is definitely robbed sure. because there's also that other thing in people's, in men's minds particularly, of achieving goals. But gaming is all just about like these, you know, uh, abstracted goals that don't actually exist and they're way cooler than sure. actual goals. Like to become a comedian takes a lot of social rejection and a lot of pain to get to that position where people will actually listen to you. And you have to go in front of a lot of crowds and, and be booed off and like all that stuff needs to happen true. so you can circumnavigate through it, right? I, but would, like, I would guess that most of that 30% are either gamers or watch a lot of porn. <laughs> yeah, don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think? Because So what you're saying, of just to think of like these people are just trying to improve themselves, I would challenge that. I don't think that that 30% yeah. are. No, I'm not necessarily saying they are trying to improve themselves, but there is a very clear disparity in... in to the degree of self-improvement necessary for certain men as opposed to other men. Yes, that's true. But the point is that the resources exist out there. And this is what I'm always saying on the self-help channel, which is ironically this, this channel now as well. But the thing is that I am constantly saying this, there is no shame in reading pickup. There is a shame in reading a, like all genres. There is just terrible books in it and there is good books in it. And there's some good books in it that are just basically like give you just this like map guideline of just like this is how sexuality works. This is how socialization works. This is like why you should be improving yourself, linking these things to the sexual goal, right? But do you think that... Most guys don't read that shit. Sure. But do you think that now the fact that we exist in a world where it's necessary for a lot of men to read pick up in order to uh, get a girlfriend and find a partner, whereas historically that wasn't necessary and i don't look i can't say for certain that it wasn't maybe there were other um conceptions of pickup in the 1800s <laughs> like <laughs> this is how to speak to the ladies i don't i yeah, don't know doffing the hat yes i don't i don't I, I don't know but um that energy that they're using to learn pickup and, and and game and whatever it is that could be better though that type of energy for society at least would be a lot better served towards other goals. That's true. In, in a really utilitarian sense, that is true. But in the real world, the two most important things for you to learn are emotional and social intelligence. And both of those things are inextricably linked to smashing puss. Like, you, you just need to be good at those things. And that's all those books are teaching you. And for your career, for money, for making business deals, for, uh, you know, team leadership, projects, sure. leadership, everything else that you would need to be a successful human being, Do you, you think would need those. Going back to the, compar well, the, the comparison of uh, sexual economics versus financial economics. <laughs> such a good when thought, someone yeah. who's born, as you said, born into a billionaire family or... Not even a billionaire family is uh, given a big head start by their parents. Here's $100,000 to start a business. Then they say the same sort of things, don't they? they like, if you work hard enough, if you just self-improve, if you do this, it will happen for you. Do you think you're not that version when it comes to male sexuality? But I think Being a male model, you know, you, you're, you know, you're genetically, you've got certain gifts that other men wouldn't have. But he's so when you say those things, do you think that... You're basically, it's just the same conception of that billionaire son saying, oh, just just do this, just do that and you'll be fine. Yeah, look, that, that be confident, bro, I get where that meme comes from. There's a certain truth to that. I understand the beam, the millionaire, the billionaire beam of meme of just being like, I started off with a small loan of a million dollars. You know, like those, those, there is, there is an element of truth to that. 
But like, dude, I can tell you firsthand, being a male model is not a high status job. It's a funny job. Like people laugh when they learn that you're a male model. The thing is that being a male model is just, it's, it's again, this abstract idea of attractiveness. It's like, it's artistic. It's not actually like sexually attractive. Sure, but the, the job itself is, is separate to the, I'm just talking about, you know, the, the genetics that you've been born with, for example. You know, some men... Um, of very short, uh, may not have the chiselled jawline. They're just they're just ugly. Let's be let's not be coy about it. Yeah, but so I am I am attractive in a very specific to this time way. If you were say in I don't know a fishing village in Asia in like I don't know Thailand or some shit in you know five hundred years ago, mm-hmm. if you were stocky and short. Um, and, you know, you had, like, an overbite and shit like that. That might have been attractive back then because it meant that you were, like, sturdy on a boat and shit and so you would have been able to accumulate more resources. Okay. Um, but the thing is that me, for instance, I don't think that male models are conventionally attractive. They, they are... It's, it's just a thing that's kind of, like... It, it's, it's an artistic thing. Like, it's just, like, clothes look good on them and things like that. But it's not necessarily, like, sex appeal. In fact, when you look at male models, like, the ones that earn the most amount of money, it's not... Like, I show women these pictures all the the time and it depends on the model but like the ones that are just the the peak of male modeldom like your Matthias Libritsons and these kind of you show them to women all the time and they're just like wow he's beautiful and you're like do you want to have sex with him no it's just like this thing of just like they have this face that you want to look at and you're like wow that like you know it's like it's like a vase or something you don't want to have sex with a vase yeah yeah. okay but but still (laughs) like I'm just getting um you would admit that you. This is so weird. I'm like hitting on you right now. <laughs> you, you would admit that you're still definitely like above average in terms of looks. Absolutely, and very proud of it. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably, oh, you know, I'd say I'm above average as well. No, I would say that as well. Yeah, I would, and and I'm not just saying that. I do think you are. But this is this these things. I think when it comes, to, it's very different. We would be in a, a, a very, very privileged position if we were women, but we are men. And that is very low on women's radar of what they want in a man. Physical attractiveness is not really up there. Unless you're talking about things like physical deformities, when you get to that level, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I don't they're think... looking for a... And I, would, I put this on my Insta story, actually. Um, in this book I was reading called Hormonal, and I really cannot recommend this book enough. It's brilliant. It's just sort of this uh, analysis and dissection of female hormones and how they influence behavior. It, and it's not like some MRA thing. It's written by a, a woman. Like the first chapter is about how much of a feminist she is. Having said that, she there's this... And there was one particular passage she, 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 she said um, she compared what women want in a long-term partner versus what they want in a one-time sexual partner. Mm. And then for men, the same thing. So for men in a one-time sexual partner, looks when looks were not that important. Yeah. And I'd agree with that. Dude, for a one-night long- sexual partner, you want nasty. In a one-time sexual partner, you're like, who's, who's around? Who's around? Are they hot enough? It's yeah. not about, are they really hot? Like, are, am I attracted to them? And for like 70% of women, yes. Yeah. And also like, <laughs> Do you think they're going to be freaky? 
I think that's up there as well. You just want like sure. a crazy sexual experience. Sure, but even if they like look really innocent and they give off that vibe, you, you think you're still, good enough. I'll yeah. Go there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's probably a freaky side to them <laughs> that you know the male ego's like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll fucking find that. <laughs> I'll get that out of it. Um, and then they quiz women. The, the they ask women the same thing. For a one-time sexual partner, looks were number one. Yeah. For women. Yeah. So then, when we have the society now where, um, <laughs> again, this sounds so eight chan, and it's very, uh, it's it's very MGTOW speak. But when they talk about, and I hate that term, it's very, um, it's cynical. But they always talk about women who ride the cock carousel. So women in their 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 way of looking at the world and looking at women is that now modern feminist liberal women will um party all throughout their 20s and have a lot of one-time sexual partners or like very um fleeting uh boyfriends if you will and then when they get to their 30s then they're then they're suddenly looking for a um long-term partner so for a very long period of time Mm. um male looks are the most important factor. And and, and I'm not saying that because, like, when it comes to women, yeah, looks are so important for them as well. Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, poor men or anything like that. But, well, I'm saying poor <laughs> poor incels. Um, but I'd, I would disagree. When, yes, when women are looking for a long-term partner, there are definitely other factors that are more important to them than looks. But for a one-time, for a sexual um, escapade, looks and and I know I the guys that I know who like are players, they like they're good look, they're very good looking. Yeah, they have a lot of those other qualities as well. But they're they they're hot guys. Yeah, yeah. Because like, look, I will admit that there are guys that I know that are players that are very good looking, hmm. but not all of them. Not all of them. I would but, say it's 50-50 with the guys that I know. Okay. And But what is the quality of women that the ones that aren't good looking are getting? Huh? Are they getting, you know, are they just getting... Because it's not hard. If you want to just get laid every night and you don't have standards in terms of looks, um, that's not... You know, I think a lot of men could do that if they wanted to. Right. But... I'm talking about the like the fantasy players, the, the the James Bond type character who not don't just sleep with a random woman every week. They're sleeping with like what you would call the well, the chads of women every week. Right. Yeah. Stacy's. <laughs> yeah, sta- yeah, that's it. The Stacy's. Not your Becky's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And do, do those do those players that you talk about are they, you know, are they? Well, I know one, actually, that's quite famous in Australia, and I'm not at liberty to say who they are because that's not really fair, but the thing is that... Are they famous for pickup? No. I do actually know someone who's famous for pickup, and he's an ugly, short Asian, and he fucks like a lot of... People who are famous for pickup are like... Ugly, short Asians. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're ugly and short. That's why they're really good at pickup. But that's the point, right? Like, yeah, okay, these things, as always, if you are a billionaire, I say this point all the time to people because, like, I hate these unnuanced points of just, like, you're a victim to your economic system. It's just like, no, not you. Not you. If you are smart enough to understand that there is an economic system that is against you, you can figure out how to play it, Mm. right? 
And it is the same thing with sex. It's like, you might be a victim, you might have not like the right genetic combinations as them, but you can figure out how to decode the matrix. And there is a matrix when it comes to women. There is. Hmm. I, as a male model, not just a male model, international male model, went around the world because of how good looking I am, right? I was terrible at picking up women until I read Pickup. Then I got good. Before that, my batting rate was terrible. But you don't know how much, um, even though I can see why that particular, uh, that would lead you to believe that it's all based on the emotional intelligence and, and the way in which you approach. But you still don't know, you know, you'd have to compare you with someone who is, is very ugly and they've learned the same pickup you have and whether or not they have the same success rate if you want to attribute it all to just learning pickup. Well, I think that that is the case from the ones that I know. And again, I know very ugly fat men that date really hot chicks. Well, not even date, just have sex with really hot chicks because this is the other thing that happens in women's minds. Women's minds, with men, it's kind of just this thing of like, yeah, she's hot. And then it was that same thing we were talking about with Love Island. Like, yeah, she's got a mad ass. Awesome. And then like three hours later, after that kind of tides back, he's just like, I mean, yeah, I'll still tap you, but like I'm not as hard, you know? But like with women, it's, it's kind of like a light switch. Not a light switch, like a dimmer. Like it kind of just like, you kind of morph in their mind in physical attractiveness as opposed to what character traits you're displaying at that time. Mm -hmm. So there are very ugly men that appear attractive in women's minds. Women's minds sort of act like shallow howls. Mm. That's sort of how they see the world. So you can manipulate the way that you look. And on top of that, it doesn't actually take that much. Like go to the, especially as a guy, go to the gym, I, yeah, groom. The, the, look, I agree. Yeah, you can become, you can really be in the top 20%, particularly in Western countries. Um, you go to European countries, very well dressed, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that it, gets it, harder. You look at the average Australian man. It's not hard to be. It's really not hard to be, <laughs> is it? <laughs> the average Australian man, first of all, has a gut. So yeah. if you don't have a gut, you already have. You're already at an advantage. Yeah, here's an idea: don't get trashed by yourself watching like fucking Daniel's direct. You you will be ahead of like fifty percent of men. Yeah, stop. You know, just drinking beers all the time, and you know. You don't have to become a gym junkie by any means. And that's kind of fucked in itself. Like, you'll attract a very certain type of woman if you are a gym junkie. Yeah. Right? Like, if you get to that juice stage, only a, a very specific, woggish type of woman will be attracted to you. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know about that. It, I don't know, man. My girlfriend, how, when I how say... How like, far, when we say, like, absolute, absolutely jacked, how much... We talk, are we talking about the the bodybuilders who clearly look unnaturally big, or are we, are we talking about the ones who just look really fit and really ripped? Yeah, fit is different. Like, uh, bodybuilder, you know, even the thing of, like, ziz, that, like, you know, shredded look. I ask women all the time, do you think that Ziz is attractive? Like, all of them just kind of laugh. They're like, no, he's not hot at all. But he slayed a lot because yeah. he went to a certain type mm. of, of woman. Now, I'm not saying women are lying there. But don't you think that part of that is because there is a stereotype associated with that look. And it is not an attractive personality stereotype. See, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's character. But the, the, the look itself... Are you attracted to that look? I well, actually, well, that's you know what? Hard you'd to have describe. to, yeah. But have to... again, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this. You can adjust your character to attract more women, and I'm not, I'm not even saying that like being a good person gets you more puss. I don't think it does. 
No, I, 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 I actually think like some, the, the, actually the people I know that slay the most pools are some of the worst people I know. Kind of just sociopaths. But then, but, and then, but then going back to is this whether or not, okay, so we're, we're talking about right now um, how in control of the situation you are. I'm also interested in uh, uh, how this affects society as a whole. So if you're saying uh, these really bad character traits are successful in the sexual realm, surely that can't be good for society. And I have a joke about this in my stand-up. And it's not just, again, like, for women as well, um, I have this joke where, you know, we, the naughty girl is like this really sexually attractive stereotype to men. And the bad boy is the very sexually attractive stereotype to women. But sexual selection is the mechanism by how we, like, change our behaviour to become successful in a very Darwinian way, right? So if all these bad boys and naughty girls are being sexually s successful, everyone else is going to want to become a bad boy and a naughty girl. And then you just create a society of bad boys and naughty girls. I mean, the, the joke is a lot funnier when I do it on the stage, but... <laughs> that's, um... I didn't say I mean, yeah, look, it always is, but, dude, look... Uh, look, yeah, it's that point of there's two sexual strategies. There's the investor and then there's the tester. Those are the two ways. The bad girl, the naughty boy, like they... Fuck, how boomer was that? Bad girl, naughty boy. Um, but they... they <laughs> got them wrong. <laughs> but close enough. <laughs> they, uh, they are going through that tester strategy. They are the ones that are going to have multiple sexual partners. And you can say that on that level, they are successful. But you know the other thing about a lot of these players? I wouldn't trade lives with them. They've had sex with a lot no, more women. No, the, the stereotype... Sorry, go on. But don't you think that after a while... I don't know, because, like, honestly, like, I'm really retreating into the recesses of my mind to think of a time I wasn't in a long-term relationship. But a lot of the one-night stands that I had, it was kind of just like... It really was just masturbating. You know, it was really just masturbating in a, in a nice flesh light, really. Like, it, a lot of those sexual oh, wow. encounters were that. Some of them were, like, mad. Sure, yeah, there's no, there's there's uh, definitely a lot less intimacy. But And it also usually comes at a huge cost because a lot of those guys that I know, some of them are very successful and just, you know, just, mm. and again, they have that right genetic traits in line. But yeah. like a lot of them, they've kind of just, at the detriment of all their other f factors in life, they're oh. just focused on that. And that's where I would differentiate between a pickup artist and a player. Because to me, a pickup artist is someone who spends night and day studying the craft yeah, foregoes a lot of other things that could be meaningful in their life to just become an expert at picking up. Whereas mm. there are uh, there are certain guys out there, and there's obviously there's always going to be some level of effort that you need to put into it. But for some guys, it's very effortless natural. in comparison. It just ha they can just go out. They're naturally charismatic. It just happens. Yeah, it's just it just happens all the time. Yeah. And sure, a lot of the, 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 the control we had over sexuality in the past was basically cultural shame. <laughs> if you slept around, you were a slut. But do, do, have you noticed this, though? And I think that this is very... You know when people always just say that, oh, when you're in a relationship, that's when women want to have sex with you. You know what I really think a lot of uh, pickup boils down to? And that's why it is just so linked to so social intelligence. When I see a lot of guys in parties talking to women, they talk to them like they're women. 
they're like there's like an agenda there there's an agenda there of wanting to have sex and then there's like so there's like a lot of uh incongruous activity that like interaction when they're talking like they're they're saying one thing but their body language is saying another thing and so it just comes off as shifty and creepy oh like. yeah but man honestly there's a lot of the, non-verbal communication that occurs in those situations yeah i see women are sexually attracted to me usually when i'm just speaking to them normally when you are just talking to them like you would talk to a guy when you speak to them like they're a person that's usually when sexual attraction happens and so it's actually quite difficult for a lot of incels to get that idea into their head right, they and do they so do it more they want it so badly and but they're also across. just constantly projecting these things of like fembot or femoid and things like that they're kind of just like mm. abstracting them away from being a person and it's because they have basically just this autistic mind that they don't see guys as other people either right mm. everything is just kind of this image in their head it's not they're not good at that sure. trait they're not and that is the fundamental trait and most people aren't good at that trait anymore and a lot of that is to do with gaming and porn and the thing is that like you just basically need to go out there and be good at talking to strangers and like a lot of that after that does start to fall into place i think anyway mm. i and like there's other strategies and things that you add into it after that but i really think that that is 80 percent of the battle yeah i'm not i'm not it's not that i'm uh in disagreement with you there um i think to to really prove that hypothesis like i said you need to be compared to someone who is um considered by society to be really unattractive who does the same pickup that you do and then see what how the results differ i'll give you actually a really good example usually when i'm going to like my stand-up shows afterwards when i talk um i've got a friend who is extremely He's well, that guy that we we're talking about. Naturally funny, just because he's just a charismatic dude, very happy in himself. So he's mm. just got this magnetic pull to him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would say this when I don't think he would, uh, you know, disagree with this. He's uglier than I am, right? Noticeably, he's a sick dude, but like, <laughs> and I am not as that. good as a dude. <laughs> like, I'm definitely the fact that he even said that proves exactly. that I'm not as good. As, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, no one and would disagree with that. I've been on stage. Don't for even an have hour. to see the guy. It's just it's self-evident, the right? The average guy, <laughs> uglier than I'm. <laughs> and as yeah. I walk off the stage at my stand-up show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the whole hour was just eyes on me. Come but on, that is on. what's happening, right? Like, eyes on me, I'm more attractive than him. There's an entire room of adoring fans. Afterwards, when you're just talking to the bar chicks, which I do not know why this is, but it just seems like the hottest women on earth always work at bars. I've got no idea why. They just do. Anyway... <laughs> most of the time because the employers know that that generates business Makes sense. but like why would the hottest chick on earth that would be their only option it's just like hey do you want to talk to a bunch of drunk guys who are just constantly staring at you titch how much does it pay $15 an hour oh sign me up I don't know why like it's just there's got to be things that they could be doing right but the thing is those women because they aren't fans of mine but I'm just like in that room right but I have all the social proof that you could possibly want in that situation yeah, I'm yeah. more attractive he ends up usually you know, like the the sexual attention is is almost inevitably going to him. Why? Because he has more desirable character traits than I do. It's it's there's no other explanation. But I, again, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you there, but um, I'm just I'm. You'd have to again. You'd have to sort of to to compare that, to compare the degree to which looks actually matter. You'd have to have the exact same personality as him, and 
then you compare compare the different looks and see. Right, right. I think in that instance, yes, I would win. But that's what I'm saying. It's like this is tiny, and like the fact that there is. I don't know how many men out there now just like obsessing over that and again, just externalizing all their problems onto this. This is the main question that I would put to you. How does that help you? How does that help you get out of your right? Let's just say that you're right, right? And that like, you know, some guys are just going to be able to smash 20,000 pusses in their life and one will smash one. Why not work towards getting that one puss? I agree. Um, I just, I think it, it's, it is easier said than done when you're in that situation. Huh? Well, when you're in that situation, you've often, it's not, I don't think it might, it might not necessarily be from a lack of trying. They probably have been rejected a lot already. Probably. Um, but the thing is, when you see these incels and they say, I've been rejected time and time again, it's just, it's, it's no mystery why they're getting rejected. Like, just their yeah. personality is kind of, like, defensive okay. and sort Like, every time okay, they sure, kind of sure, have, sure, like, sure. an inferiority and superiority complex working at the same time. Hot. Okay, so I think there are... there are What we uh, think about when we, when we think of the term incel, which is a guy who does blame the world and blame women for his problems. But there are also a lot of men out there who don't necessarily have that ideology and don't see women as whatever it is, the fembots and might not even know about these websites, but mm. they are still not getting laid. Oh, you're talking about your engineers and your doctors. <laughs> well, there you go. And then again, like I want to, I want to come back to what, what do you think? Of that? Do you think there will be any sort of detriment to society? If there is a very, um, if there's a large disparity between sexual success between not only just men, but humans. If, like, some humans are just getting laid all the time and some are not getting laid at all. Well, that's just... Because it's, it's the it, tale it is, of like, history. It's an emotional... But that's, that's always... That is, like, that is as old as evolution. Yeah, that's... but, okay, then when I would pose a question saying, do you think that the creators of religion, the writers of religion, I don't know, religious people would be like, that's God. And I'm like, yeah, all right. But the people who... Uh, uh, instilled those cultural, cultural norms of monogamy, do you think they saw that and said, oh, well, this is far more optimal for society to grow and prosper if we do culturally enforce this monogamy? And I know this is so contradictory to the podcast I did only a few months ago where I was like, oh, open relationships are great. Uh, <laughs> because I'm thinking about it more on a societal level than just a yeah, personal yeah, yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think there's something to that? Do you think if you had two... Uh, identical society side by side and all that was different is that one society had the cultural norm of monogamy and that and then it was shamed that if you didn't abide by that it was shamed if you, if you got divorced there was some level of shame um maybe we won't go to like saudi arabian standards but maybe, let's just yeah. say western countries before the cultural revolution let's mm, say the 50s, 50s or something yeah. like that and then you have one that is um very sexually liberal so uh, there's no, uh, there's no impetus to go and get married and have kids. You just go and have sex with as many people as you want. Or if you do want to be in a long-term relationship, you can do it. Uh, it, the point is like that there's no cultural enforcement of a norm there. It's just do whatever you want. Which society, if all else was equal, I think the society with the culturally enforced monogamy would prosper more. Me too. There'd be issues there, yeah, but it would prosper. Yeah, but I think that that is more a case of hedonism than unfairness. Like it's just like the in the in the in the okay. one where it's just like 
you know, there's just everyone's just marrying everyone else, uh, just marrying, and that's the only sexual partner you have. Well, what else are you going to do with your life? You're going to work. Mm-hmm. You're going to like think of outside interests, and you're going to probably be more community oriented. But in the one where it's just like, yeah, just have sex with whoever you want. Well, there's an example of what that looks like. It's called Newtown, <laughs> right? Like, and it's fucked. And you it's know a what? Horrible place. I was going to say, maybe the friends you have. The ugly ones that are getting laid all the time. Are they generally getting laid with like hipster girls? Cause like I think the guy that the like a white North Shore girl is gonna go for a very different sort of guy than like a hipster chick from Newtown. Yeah, that's true. Hundred percent. But even in the hierarchy of Newtown, there's mm. going to be ones that there's going to be men that are attractive in that realm and it just depends on the culture i guess of what they're like you know yeah yeah that's artificially true. being that's pre-programmed into like yeah, dude, these, these things but, are like... The, but the culture of newtown is so is drastically different to everywhere else that's yeah. more an exception than yeah yeah, yeah. like it, it just you know that polyamory but dude, i think that all of that just comes down to excess in life like it's just the same thing as just being like yeah you should be able to take drugs dude no like, it, it's, this is the whole point that everyone had issue with my pill testing idea. It's just like, yeah, dude, on a societal level, yeah, pill testing is a good idea. People, like, lost their shit. And why? Because they're drug addicts. When I said, like, just because pill testing should be around doesn't mean that you should be taking fucking pills. Like, those two things are completely separate. Like, yeah, it, it will reduce deaths in society, right? That's fine. But that is not an excuse for you to take ecstasy. Mm. I think this is the same thing when it comes to these ideas on like a societal level versus an individual level, right? It's just like, um, yeah, like like an excess of drugs, an excess of sex, an excess of alcohol. There is a reason I think that religion is always just saying that these things are sinful. And it's because if you do them in excess or even if you start going down that path, it ruins your life and you become a burden on society. You don't start contributing if you're an alcoholic or if you're a sex addict. If all you're ever thinking about is sex. Mm. It's the same thing. Like a lot of these these pickup lives, a major reason that I wouldn't trade lives with them. A, I think most um, most one night stands in my life at least have just been very unsatisfying, and, and they're awkward afterwards as well. But then the other thing is like, uh, dude, th- their lives are gross. Like th- they kind of just like everything just goes to the wayside. Bathing, um, you know, like uh, you know, just like at goals in life. Their, their apartment is just like, it looks like a bomb hit it all the time because everything that they're thinking about is pussy. And so they just realize like, you just need character traits. You don't even need to bathe. If you're just doing yeah. the right, like doing the right dance, you can just be this like little bacterial mole just being like, and you will just get the, doing the right so dance. Th- well, so then that's an, that's an argument in favor of uh, culturally shaming that behavior. Well, that's what I think, man. I honestly think that there was some wisdom to that religious idea. Of it. And but we're not doing. We're not. Well, we're not doing it to the extent we were. Yeah, because there's a balance there. Because the thing is, like, what I'm saying is, you, you can like that polyamorous. You know, everything goes sex because sex is different for everybody. I understand those thoughts, but the thing is, they come with their own set of problems. Buyer beware. Like, yes, there is problems with monogamy. There is problems with like polyamory. Mm-hmm. Right, then neither of these things are ideal. So, even if you go into that polyamorous society um, where everything is liberated, for that to work, everybody needs to have like, and this is what hippies used to say when they were talking about polyamorous relationships. There, there needs to be a consciousness shift, man. Like, you can't just say like, yeah, have sex with whoever you want. There has to be like a lot of maturity and evolution in your own thinking that comes with that. Yeah, but people won't do that, will they? No. It's like that same idea that, like, I, I love that Family Guy joke of just being like, 
you know, the generation after the 60s, they kind of just like ditched the morals and kept the weed. You know, that 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 really is the point that wow. we're at. Don't you think? And how uh, how damaging do you think it is? Do you think it's um, ah, oh, it'll it'll it, it it it's not a, a major factor in how our civilization will turn out, or do you think it really could contribute to? I think it's a symptom. I think it's a symptom of the society that we are in now, which is very selfish. <laughs> it's like extremely yeah. self focused. It's like that damn. Th- it's the demise of all of these institutions is in yeah there's problems with the church but the point is that the church was there and it was saying there is a spiritual order Mm -hmm. and uh you have to contribute and these messages were being put out in society but now all messages are just being like just consume just have sex all the time have drugs yo like dude it's (laughs) full of rome shit sure (laughs) (laughs) how would you change that would you um would you bring back the traditional um cultural pressures that existed before with I guess Christianity, or would you develop some sort of new system? Yeah, I think it's just a thing of like, look, these. You, I, I look. Would you? Do you think slut shaming to a certain degree, whether it's good for the individual or not, could be good for society? And to not make this a sexist thing, slut shaming a woman and a man, the same the same level. So if a man um, cheats, he's uh, shunned by the community to the same degree that a woman would be if she cheated because historically yeah the women the woman was always punished more than the man i think that because i because we've just read those books right i think that cheating is not as big of a deal as most people think it is and you know when you interview women and they say oh yeah i broke up with this man uh, because you cheated on me and you asked and you asked them did you break up with them because you wanted to and i think half the time they said no but then what do we do but then how do we otherwise enforce um uh, how do we make it so that people aren't just living for themselves and saying yeah i just want to have a sex all the time and do drugs and whatever like what's, think, what's the way to do it dude it goes back to our other it, it goes back to our other uh podcast that we were just discussing before it's just like what is your tribe telling you? What tribe do you associate with? What What is your ego telling you? Like, it's just the same thing. as just like the ideals and morals of people in Newtown are very different to the ideals and morals of people who live in Lithgow. So we need, so we need to develop either new tribes or go back to old tribes or have certain aspects of old tribes that, uh, that do have a, a moral standard to live up to. Yeah. That is higher than what it is now. Yeah. It's that thing of the... It's, but again, it's like, what is society's message? That's a thing that needs to be crafted. That's why you're a, you're a slut. If you, <laughs> Damn, that'd be fucking you're funny fucking if that's... Like, <laughs> if there was like government announcement ads in the future, just like there was like, slow down, stop speeding. And the thing, just that. <laughs> uh, you haven't you had enough cock for tonight? Close your legs. <laughs> Put the yeah. cock away. Otherwise, yeah. the government camera. Think about the country. That's what actually what you would have to do. No, but that's actually what you'd be telling people. Because if if a man, if so, you know who it actually damages the most, the chads. Because the chads could go around banging as many girls as as they want. But if you say no, it's morally wrong to do that. They're the ones who lose out the most. Yeah. The incels actually then yeah. get a partner. <laughs> the yes. Ch- the chads are the ones who are going to suffer. Yeah. So you're basically telling the chad, nah, 
Yeah, from your uh, from just the, the the genetics you've been naturally endowed with, you could go and sleep with as many people as you want. But think about the society. Don't think about yourself. <laughs> the, so the, the real is, enemy dude, of incels dude, are not is women. A quota. Yeah, the real enemy of incels. It, it's not women. It's the chads. Yeah, it is. It's the people who they aspire. It's they those, know it dude. though. They know it. They, That's why yeah. they have the name chad. And you know what? I think the same thing with. Uh, <laughs> In the way, like, feminists hate men. No, the real enemy for feminists are, like, hot chicks. And they know it, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we all know that that is the case, that when it comes to men going their own way and feminists, the vast majority of them are just bitter. I think that that just goes without saying. But... Because the thing is, like, if you're just constantly obsessing about why you hate the other sex, the thing is, like, if you you are just in this mindset of, of, like utter resentment and hatred it does reflect on you there is no justification mm-hmm. for you to be going through life like that mm. so it comes down to that when it comes to those two subsections man honestly i think that like yeah that that quota and i can't believe that everyone was going like oh yeah jordan peterson's gone too far with this one what he what are you saying is actually like a sensible argument that people should think about but it's just like does society want to go in that direction can society go in that direction i just think that what should be, uh, maybe maybe it should just be like, yeah, okay, do what you want. But like, I think it's the same thing. It's just like the the be- the best answer in those situations. Oh, look, regulation probably won't work in this thing. But it's just like when you're talking about drugs, right? It's just like, look, all the evidence shows drugs should be legalized, but just so you can just collect the tax from it. You know, and so you can build like rehab centers and on top of that have money for other infrastructure and stuff, right? Like, it's just like, because wh- where else is that going to? Mm. Some dude that's just going to buy like three Xboxes? Yeah, so things should be legal, but you don't necessarily. But there should be a culture in place that says this is not something you should be doing um, and these to an are, obsessive extent. Yeah, man, I really think that actually, now that I'm thinking about it more, the, uh, dude, I actually do genuinely believe this. When it comes to these things, this is really on the individual. This is the wor- the realm of the individual. Regulating this kind it's of shit. It's tougher ask now for the individual because there are no cultural norms telling them to act that way. Exactly. But that's why, especially in this day and age, it's on you to improve yourself. And people hate that message. They hate it. It's hard. But the, again, it's like the Chad's like, yeah, you got to stop banging all these women <laughs> that you could do so easily. But dude, you know what? You For talk to Chad and they say that. Have you ever seen that where Chad's are just like, man, they're just like, I've got option paralysis, bro. Like, <laughs> don't you think there's a point where they're like, I want to settle down, but there's too many hot asses in my life. Oh, actually, yeah. But th- there is a, when part of the whole incel thing and why I think those pickup guys chase women till like they're 40 is because they didn't, Overcompensating. Yeah, they're overcompensating. Whereas the guys who get a lot of girls in their teens and and twenties, they usually settle down by their late twenties because they're like, "Well, I don't need to prove myself. I've done. Yeah, done what I need yeah. to." And then they'll like cheat here and there. But what I will say is, the pe- <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, of course they're chads. Yeah, but <laughs> but they'll have a wife. Yeah, they'll have. <laughs> yeah, okay. So on paper they're monogamous. Yeah. It's like Chinese communists on paper. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's, I I think man. Th- that's that's definitely true. 
That's absolutely true. Chads do exist, but you can become a Chad. And also, I say this, people that are pickup artists, and yes, there's that difference between your player and your pickup artist, but being a pickup artist is a lot better than being an incel because, look, an incel you can just translate to as someone who has no skills in life. You know what they used to be called on the net? It was like ninjas, right? I think that is what an incel is, just no job, no education, no something or other. Right. And again, I'd still want to make that distinction there. I know I've been using the term incel throughout this podcast, but there are a lot of there are men out there who don't necessarily adopt that incel ideology of cynicism and hatred and look at all those forums and things. Yeah. But they're just they are just involuntarily celibate. And they don't necessarily hate the world for it. They're probably frustrated. I would be too, but well, they're it, not it they're not uh the same as I think the incels we're talking about when we think no, of incel. No, And I think that what you were saying before in this idea of they've done everything right, I will add to that, yes, by society standards. By society standards, they've done everything right. But the thing is, society standards and biology are not the same thing. And so they have not done everything mm, right biologically. Yeah, you got to do it, man. Like there, there is just... Look, there is things that women are attracted to. There is ways of behavior that they are attracted to. And these are all learnable skills. Just like you learning your fucking law degree. How dumb did that sound? Your fucking law degree. But it's it's the same thing. Fucking you can just fancy study. Piece of paper. You don't know what real life is like. Yeah, I know. I've got an education law, in the streets. I'll be in a jail. What do you know about that, you fuck? Yeah. You fucking put me there, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't fucking get me out of jail sentence, could you? Your people will fuck. <laughs> fuck yeah, off. Shit, cat. Cat. <laughs> Which is amazing, dude. Don't you think? That guy is definitely not an incel. That guy is slain yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you can also understand <laughs> some of the frustrations that... Okay, we won't talk about... We won't... Let's just stop even using the term incel because I think now, as soon as you say incel, you automatically think, yeah, guy that hates the world and doesn't take any responsibility. So, Guy that isn't getting laid. Guy that isn't getting laid, sure. So you can understand a lot of the frustrations, surely, that a man like that might have when they see criminals who have women fawning over them. Um, guys like who we were just impersonating who have, like, you know, five kids that they've fathered to different women. <laughs> Yeah, you can understand how he'd be like, "Well, what, like, what the fuck am I meant to do?" But that's let's look at what is attractive to them. Yeah, right? no, okay, like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you know what it is. There was this. I think I've talked to you about this book before. I loved that book, "Dangerous Men, Adventurous Women," and it was just this book about no, all of these women yeah. that write romance novels because it's just the most highest selling fiction there is mm. aimed at women. All women know that it's trash, but it's just exactly what they want. Almost you, a lot of them I've heard uh, basically have a rape fantasy. Yeah. But there it's, it's, it's a more, very nuanced yeah, rape. Yeah, it's a more it's a it's a from what I've heard it's a, it's a more like a the rape is a metaphor for like being desired to the utmost. Yeah. Like someone will just do whatever they Ravage. want to have you. Yeah. I don't yeah, women don't actually want to be raped. Well, there was actually this very famous scene in a very famous uh romance novel that I've never actually read. I do want to read romance novels now just to see what they're like, but it's a very famous one. And she is like, you know, the Beethoven of her realm, right? And she was... I remember once one of the... uh, one of the most famous scenes being read out, and it sounds brutal, 
And it was like this guy in a dark mask that kind of crept through a tower window in, I guess, I don't know, 1600 Spain or something like that. And said to this so woman... Spain. Some shit like that. Of course it is. Because I don't know why women are so attracted to Spain. They're the seediest, grossest people. <laughs> hey, baby. But so true. There's a stereotype of Latin guys and Spanish guys. I went to a Latin club a few weeks ago. They are. The good. They just they just stare. Mm. They're just like, mm, yeah, mommy, yeah. <laughs> I think they I think they're just not you know ashamed what? at all. Yeah, about it's it. an attractive quality in a very handsome man. Because if a very handsome, mysterious man is just looking at you up and down, you'd be like, oh, look at this guy. But if like a fucking five foot two, like a fat Spanish guy is like, "Uh, shake it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Shake it for me, senorita. (laughs) That's not a trait. Yeah, no. But yeah, he was just like, he was coming in. (laughs) Obviously, like he's just like some prince or something like that. He comes in and he says like, and he just... He, he says, like, here's what is happening. You are coming on my horse. I'm going to take you somewhere, and I'm going to have sex with you. Now, you can, ha- you can have some say in how this is going to go down, but you are g- I am going to have sex with you, right? And so, like, basically, like, the, the, the interviewer or whatever was just saying that, like, this is rape. This, this segment is rape and she was saying yes but there is a qualifier there and that is the point that the guy there was just saying like yes I'm going to rape you but you have a say in that rape and she was saying that is why that scene is so uh, fanciful to women because it's like that idea of the man is dangerous but he has like he's this he's dominant he's assertive he's dominant and assertive um, but he's also got this um, and, but, but he wants the woman there and there's, there's, there's an element of there. care there is an element yeah, of care yeah, yeah. there as well. So yeah. it's like there's a lot of mixed emotions that are there. But look, it's all the, of the... The Beauty and the Beast archetype, uh, you know. Well, that is the ultimate the romance beast. novel. Yeah. That is... Every romance he novel is the same her. thing. Yeah, and it's just like, what woman can change him? That's what they want as well. They always want a man that is just like this, fuck off, leave me alone, except you. you, you I like you. <laughs> they want that. Yeah, there was a study that said um, women... Are, uh, when they compared... Um, uh, the response to cheating between men and women um, when it came to sexual infidelity, men had a much higher uh, stress response. But when it came to emotional infidelity, that's when women got more upset. Yep. Are you, you, that's just... <laughs> and and it, I look back at my last relationship, I'm like, yeah, wow. Emotional cheating. Oh, there was no cheating there, but like when... Um, There'd be certain there'd be certain things where where you know like my girlfriend would say like she'd be still um, messaging or Snapchatting a guy that she'd had a one night stand with and I'd I'd get like I'd be like why like what how is that this appropriate and she'd be like what it was just a one night stand there was no feelings where but we were arguing on very different dynamics yeah. there like yeah. I was saying like this is an example of your your like <laughs> your non um, sexual commitment to me you're still thinking about this guy and then she's like. I'm emotion. I'm a hundred percent emotionally invested in you. Why does this matter? Mm. And in the same way, I'd like message a girl, being like, "Oh yeah, it was nice hanging. It was nice seeing you, or something like that." And then that's when the girls like, "What are you doing? What does that mean? Who's yeah. this bitch?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, "What? The f-? Like, I don't like. Sh- look at her. She's not. <laughs> I'm not. In- I'm not sexually attracted to her at all. No. Yeah. And and that. Well, so many relationship fights I think could be solved if people just understood that a bit more. Have you ever read a couple of relationship books? Absolutely. Yeah, I wish I read those um, earlier. 
Yeah. Mm. No, they, they, they will guide you. And it's look, the same with pickup. There's just certain phases in your life and there's certain genres of self-help that will help you in that realm. Mm. I think that uh, if you are in one of those situations and you're a guy that can't get laid, first off, my first recommendation to you would absolutely be to read these self-help books. It is the same thing. If you were a poor person, you should be reading books about wealth. There's nothing selfish about having enough money to live. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, once you do have money, what do you do with it? You're not necessarily a bad person because you have a lot of money. Do you give a lot of money to charity? You know, yeah. like there's, and do you, do you want to pay a fair amount of tax? These, these doesn't mean that you're a bad person because of these things. And it's the same thing with that. You should be, if you have a sexual deficit, that's what you should be doing, right? Um, but if you're in the lowest if you quintile. Look into, yeah. But I think that that's bottom twenty percent. That idea was really attractive to women. If you if you read, if you read romance novels, because they're so formulaic, they're so corny, sappy. It's the same thing as Beauty and the Beast. You get an understanding of what women find attractive. And to the men that I see that slay the most, it is that there is an element of danger to them. It's the same thing with prisons prisoners. Lots of women are constantly writing and fawning over these men and they will have like these kind of fantasy relationships, even though they never meet these men because they're locked away in maximum security. They have fantasy relationships with these, with these women because there's an element of danger there. And because the guy's there and he's usually very manipulative, he's just like, I love you, baby. Like, you're just very special to me, that kind of <laughs> shit. But that's the and thing. He's writing to five, five of them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? He's got nothing else to do. He just wants pictures to wank mm. to. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. Um, yeah, take take that responsibility. If you're just the guy that can't get laid, don't become an incel. Don't fall into that trap. Um, but I also would, uh, you know, I empathize uh, to a certain degree. I can understand the frustration there when you look at the world and you see the sort of guys that are being sexually successful. I can see that. I can, but, I can, you know, actually, I can understand that. Let me just ask you this. Do you think that you have that streak of danger? No. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that was very blunt. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, or well, not not com no no, because not compared to um, I'm more like if you take like the average, whatever you want to call them, corporate shield like <laughs> engineer doctor. Yeah. You've got more than that. You're yeah, a late more night stand that, up. Like in That's terms of that, yeah, like there's, a bit, there's, a, there's a bit of mystery there. and danger there. Like, um, there's a spectrum there's there. There's a spectrum, yeah. And I don't think I'm like, I, I don't know, I reckon, I'd say I'm like in the middle. So there's like, there's definitely a spectrum there. And actually, there's a phrase that I remember hearing that it was called uh, a sexual threat. You have to be on a woman's radar. There has to be this idea of in their head, at the very least, of like, does this man want to fuck me? That That is tantamount to sexual attraction. Just cause It's just the basics of it, right? That's mm -hmm. what they call a sexual threat. Again, it's just this idea of danger. There's like this idea of like uh, this person could kill someone, but they're not going to. That is what's attractive to women. There's like a beast yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. It's a beast. Well, like a lot of the female stand-ups even talk about that. Ali Wong, she's like... um talks about her husband, how he's unwilling to like spank her and choke her and stuff like that. And he's like, it's not says, hot. It's not. Yeah. She, she wants to feel, uh, dangerous. She wants to feel like, Oh, something could happen. Mm. I think that this is a huge element to it. And th the real art of life is trying to figure out where that kind of like the, 
Actually, you know, it's... once I'm in, when when I've, if I'm in the bedroom, I, I can be pretty dangerous. <laughs> and that dude you know what that what actually comes with ex- yeah it, what a thing to say but it also comes with experience it does, That's and it, yeah, yeah when i was like 19 yeah. is it over <laughs> what do you want me to do um, uh, yeah i know i'm sorry oh yuck how unhot uh, uh, is that uh, uh, sorry does that hurt <laughs> do you like that <laughs> you like that you huh? just gotta do it you just got to do no, it. You do, and no, you got to read the non-verbal communication and then you got to, you just got to do it. There's definitely that learning curve there. It's just kind of like, and, and I, I see that happening. Men kind of overcompensate and become too dangerous or, you know, there's, but like there, there, yeah. there is that seduction dance that is there. This is why yeah, it starts can, getting finicky. You can see, I think you can tell when a man has uh, learned a lot of pickup theoretically and then he's trying to exude this character of danger and assertiveness and confidence and it just it, it's clearly artificial yeah it's it really just, cringy isn't it yeah i know i know man like it, and there is an element of niceness to it because like, what women want is that kind of range of emotion there they want a man to be kind of three-dimensional to, to be a complicated man that's the other thing that you always hear in those uh romance novels the man is complicated you know what they really yes. like broody men but that's the other thing people guys hear that and they're just like oh i'll just walk into the club and be like james bond so what does that mean no. i'm just going to sit in the corner and drink a drink and not talk to anyone a dangerous man who has a you know there's the stereotype like oh the man the nice man like the oh he has a puppy like oh no 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 what's attractive is like the criminal who then has like a puppy, a puppy. that that even i'm like oh that's hot yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> It, like, because uh, it's like it's yeah it's this guy is so dangerous but he has that caring capacity side. to care mm. a good example have you seen the movie once upon a time in hollywood yes how much more attractive is brad pitt's character yeah. than leonardo dicaprio yeah. leonardo because dicaprio Leo's is like so a whiny needy. bitch and, yeah yeah, yeah he, and, and like you know cry baby kind of thing and he does yeah. he has this dog that he looks after really well it's it's beautiful that the the way they compare those two characters leo's the famous actor and you would think this guy oh he's rich well i think he's a bit on he's on the decline or whatever but he's still famous and you would think you know um traditional wisdom would be like yeah the famous guy always just that he's going to be more well liked he's going to be happier he's going to um have more success but no the brad pitt is content Brad Pitt's character. Mm. He's mm. very content. He's very mm. relaxed. Mm. And yeah, he's like really good looking. That definitely helps. Yeah. And but just, yeah. He, he really gives off that vibe of a pussy slayer. I think that that's, that's what, that's <laughs> the kind of guy. he killed his was. wife. Yeah. That was a, a random plot point, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> what was up with that? I loved it, dude. I love that of just like, did he or didn't he? It's just like, you're like 90% sure he nowhere. did, but there's a <laughs> bit of doubt. <laughs> A man who's not going to take shit, you know? Yeah. Look, all of those things come into play, but there's... I, yeah, a good, a really good book, to, a really good author, uh, Bruce Bryans. He's, he's written a few uh, books on the topic. One of them in particular, um, What Women Want When They Test Men. Yeah, read that. Like, 100% read that. Okay. It's brilliant. Well, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's re- I'll read it's it. really easy to read, man. It's like 200 pages. Yeah. Um... Yeah, 
it's, it's Britney. You know, when the in the not just pickup artistry, but MRA and stuff like that. They talk about like the shit tests. But it's a true thing. You know thing. when like really hot girls have resting bitch face, and just that you know you know that I think is like a subconscious test of how content, assertive, and confident a man is. Because a lot of men would look at that and be like, oh, I don't want to upset her anymore. She's already up. Like, she's got resting bitch face. She's going to be mean She's to me. angry. She's going to be mean. I don't want to... No, I don't want to make her any more mean. Whereas, like, the guy who's confident is like, no, I can see right through this facade. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, how are you going? And, and just, just, talk, just, just talk to her. Like, what's the... Yeah. She's not going to... She's not going to bite. Yeah. Well, that is, that, that is the to. first thing. That's the first thing that they do. You're right. It's, it's, then there'll be a bunch of other tests that they've just uh, adopted over the time. But... There's talk even um, in a in relate he talks about like in a relationship a girl will like subconsciously start fights where she knows she's actually wrong and she wants to actually test the metal of whether he stands up for himself. Do mm. anyone who's in a relationship can attest to that? Mm. If it keeps happening though, I think that there is like something wrong with the woman. Yeah, I understand that at first there's just those biological deflectors to see where the wherewithal within that man lies but i think it was what david data was saying is that women want a man that is on path that is what they find attractive and so that's another element of attraction that i think that comes into like long-term relationships but really i think that women like if 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 you are if you are the center of a woman's life, you are not going to be attractive to them. So if you're just constantly just like trying to like please them and just like make them oh, yeah. the, the object of your desire, yeah. that is not attractive to well, them. Well, I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. Mm. It, and dude, a lot of men do. Yeah. And, and no, and I'm glad I didn't learn that when I'm, you know, 38 and coming out of a 10 year marriage or something like that. I'm really glad I learned it at 24. No, they want men that are trying to uh, perfect a craft because the, at the end of the day, that is a man. That is a man. I mean, just get obsessed with one thing and they move towards it. Mm. Do you know what you want? You actually want women who are constantly crying and just like, you know, pay enough attention to me. That's when you're just like, ah, all right, fine. We'll go in that fucking rotating restaurant in the fucking Cedar Point Tower. Are you happy? Like that, that's, that's the kind of... That's the kind of thing you want instead of just like this. You don't do shit. You don't stand up for yourself. You're just weak. Like, you don't want those kind of actions. Ooh. Yeah, because then that brings out the worst in, in, in the man as well. Because out the worst in the man. But it's also like that is – weak men are not attractive. <laughs> that is not what you want. And that is a sign of weakness to just, just be like, I love you. There the you stereotypical go. like Hollywood dad, don't you think now? Particularly in sitcoms now, it's always So like, unhot. Yeah. It's like yeah. a weak – Dude, as if, if you're a woman, how much more would you want to have sex with the guy in Married with Children than the guy from fucking Modern Family? Like that guy that was just being like, ow, let's have sex. Dude, no you, pig. I'm just Married with Children. Which one? I'm married with Children is like the... It's, like the, it's actually a genius sitcom. But it's like really lowbrow. But that is why it's genius because every sitcom before that was very midbrow. Sounds just like leave it to Beaver. It, it's pretty yeah. funny, actually. But like one of the the catchphrase of that show was that guy. Actually, you know what's ironic? He is in Modern Family. He's like the old guy in Modern mm. Family. But back then, yeah, it was just everything was him flushing a toilet and then walking down the stairs, and the crowd would go because he just did a shit. That was his like. 
But dude, like, if you look at it, obviously he's not, you know, extremely attractive. He's just some slob. But he's just kind of got this like, hey, it's my house. Hey, shut the hell up. We're going to be watching dinosaurs tonight. No. Like, he's got that attitude instead of the new one of just being like, okay, I've got to pick up the kids after school and oh, I've just got so many problems. Yeah? Like, He's going to be mad at me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should probably end yeah. this, but I think that's that's the all rub right, down right. of it. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I would uh, invite people to also think about uh, how the the trends in insects would affect could potentially affect society. That was the main reason I did this podcast, anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, and and we'll see you, see you next time. Bye. <laughs>